This is a podcast presented by the Ohio Laborers Union to keep you connected to your labor family. This is Down with the Dig. Welcome to In Demand's Jobs Week. My name is Vince Irvin, and I'm the host of today's show. I would like to welcome our guest, Lieutenant Governor John Houston. Hello. How you doing? Great to be with you. I'm fine. Thank you. And thank you so much for agreeing to participate in today's podcast. And I, I'd like to welcome you back. Uh, we had you in our recording studio in November of last year to discuss the National Apprenticeship Week. So it's great to talk to you again. Great to be with you. And and uh, jobs, job prospects in the construction industry have only grown since our last conversation. Absolutely. I, I'm looking at some statistics from Ohio Construction and 92% of Ohio firms are looking for hourly workers. And of those, 91% yeah. a difficult time in filling those positions. So we have a real need for workforce development in Ohio. First of all, we got a lot of infrastructure to build. Uh, and the state and federal government uh, are, are interested in, in doing that, whether that is roads or bridges, uh, that we certainly uh, need to constantly maintain and uh, and expand. As I say, it's that time of the year where the potholes are out there and and people don't like those, so they need somebody to fix them. And so the crews that are out there doing that are very important in repairing our roads. So we've got, at the, got those jobs. We hear everybody talking about broadband and wanting to expand high-speed internet across the state and the country. Well, to do that, you need a workforce. And Ohio just um, uh, completed a grant program where we partner with the private sector to build out high-speed internet. Uh, there are going to be two private dollars invested for every one public dollar. And we're going to expand internet to nearly 100,000 households in Ohio that don't presently have it, which will be 240,000 people. But... To do that, you need a workforce. You need people to to be tower technicians and and uh, broadband technicians, five G technicians, and that program alone will create another twelve hundred and fifty jobs. So we need people in those that sector of the economy. And then, not to mention that earlier this year we announced the largest economic development project in the free world when Intel said that Ohio won and that we were going to, uh, that they're going to build the largest, most advanced semiconductor production facility on the planet right in Ohio. Uh, the first phase will be a $20 billion investment and we're going to be building roads around this and all kinds of infrastructure. But the first phase alone will create 7,000 construction jobs. So, where you know you name it, uh, there there's room for a variety of different uh, labor construction type work out there, and uh, we just need to get people to understand that and engage in filling a lot of those jobs. You know that's incredible news for for the state of Ohio and all the residents of Ohio. I wanted to talk more about the Ohio's broadband and five G workforce. I noticed on the Workforce Transformation Board's website, there was a white paper of a sort that talked about a new 
construction training program. I, I believe the name of it was Utility Construction Installer Program. Is that a new program uh, developed specifically for Ohio, in Ohio? It is. Uh, we began to partner with uh, the industry and uh, the uh, educational institutions uh, to recruit uh, and create this uh, construction installer program. Uh, it is operational in career centers and high schools and adult education programs. Some of these you can take in the evenings, a couple nights a week, three hours, three hours a night, two nights a week. I think in three and a half weeks that you can get certified for some of the some of the programs that, that we're operating. Uh, and it, it is, uh, there, I can't tell you how big the demand is going to be for this. It's, it's because we're investing in Ohio alone, there'll be $500 million invested over the next two years just in the programs that we're involved in. That's and, incredible news. And so, and, and you, you can't, this is not something that builds itself. You have to have people. And uh, th there are certainly a, a number of ways that you can get trained for this. Become an apprentice, which is really a great way to, to access these careers. And, uh, and th that will lead to great jobs that I know are going to be around for a long time. What role did the State Apprenticeship Council have in developing the Utility Construction Installer Program? We, the Apprenticeship Council is in, tremendously important because they, they create that, that relationship, you know, with the employee and the employer. Uh, and the Apprenticeship Council really kind of understands the best way to do this. And, and so uh, the state of Ohio relies on the Apprenticeship Council to, to establish what, what, the, what the program looks like, what the rules are, and, and helps, uh, you know, really uh, create a template that anybody can use to go out and, and uh, help get trained for one of these exciting jobs. So the Apprenticeship Council, incredibly important. I'm, I'm such a huge fan of, of apprenticeships because, you know, a lot, of, a lot of kids, I think, in recent decades have been told, hey, you got to go to college to get a great job. But then they go uh, and then maybe it isn't something they like and they take out a bunch of college debt and they're stuck. Uh, apprenticeships, you earn while you learn. Uh, you get the education, the credentials, the job skills, but you also can put some money in your pocket along the way and you don't end up with debt. And for a lot of, for a lot of people, that's, that's the right way to go about it. Absolutely. Uh, Registered apprenticeship is considered the other four-year degree with no educational cost. I, I wanted to touch base again on the construction installer program. Were you aware that the construction, uh, the laborers union in Ohio also train in this sector as well? That we already, we have classes developed uh, like the utilities construction course, the ut utility permits, construction math. Yes, absolutely. And we're, we're encouraging, uh, and I was hopeful that you were going to bring that up because you, you know more about the program than I do, 
But I, I want to, I just wanted to raise that, you know, to make sure that people know that that's another pathway. And, and in many cases, I think it's a better pathway because you're going to have, you're, you know, you're going to have a support system there. You're going to have people that are going to, uh, at least figuratively hold your hand as you walk through, you walk down the road to help you make sure that you're, you're prepared and you get, you get to the end game, which is a, which is a skill and a, and a job. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I was looking at a side-by-side comparison of the installer program and, and versus our utility program that the Ohio Labor's Training Center offers. And pretty much it mirrors exactly what this program, um, how it was developed and built. So just wanted to make a note of that uh, for everyone that uh, the Ohio Labor's Union and the Labor's Training Center, uh, we've had this construction installer program for many years. And where, and how does somebody find out about that? Where do they, where do they need to go to get information? Well, if you were to go to the Ohio Labor's Training Center website, you would be able to review the curriculum uh, that's offered for the union laborers in Ohio, as well as the signatory contractors. Yep, it's it's a great uh, that's that's a great pathway. Absolutely, on Ohio's broadband and five G uh, workforce. Some of the things that, that, that I had read on your website or in the Workforce Transformations website, the skills gap and the labor crunch, um, how long do you foresee this sector? I mean, will it take 10, 15 years to build out? Uh, or are you thinking it'll take a shorter amount of time for Ohio to replace and expand to 5G? So I think it's... I think it's longer <laughs> okay. because what's going to happen is that you build, you build out the technology, but then you got to maintain it. Uh, reliable service re- depends on having a, a, a workforce that can also maintain that infrastructure. And look, we're talking about, you know, 5G. Well, there's going to be 6G. <laughs> And 7G, and there's going to be, you know, a next generation of technology that will always need to replace what came before it. Look, we had copper telephone wires at one point in time, and and now we have fiber optic cable, and in and, and uh, we had you know towers that are microwave towers, but then we will have you know satellites and other different kinds of technologies that will continue to evolve that will lead to higher speeds and more uh, um, well, higher speeds and higher quality. And it will be a forever job. Just have to continue to get upskilled. And as we go along and new, new technologies are introduced, but I mean, you already have people talking about, well, what will 6G look like? And we haven't even, we haven't even, gone to the fifth generation yet. Absolutely. It's nearly unimaginable where this technology will take us in the future. I also wanted to talk about this initiative that I found on the Workforce Transformations website um, is solar. Can you elaborate or talk a little bit more about solar and wind initiatives in Ohio? Yeah, another, another great point. Look, we have we have traditionally produced our energy through 
three different ways in Ohio. That's been coal-fired power plants, natural gas-fired power plants, and nuclear. And uh, But because of growing environmental concerns, uh, there's been a lot of pressure, and companies are creating a lot of pressure to move towards cleaner types of energy production. Solar is a big one on that list, but solar panels, you know, they don't, they don't assemble themselves. Uh, they don't maintain themselves. Uh, that takes a workforce. And so there are, um, there are lots of opportunities in that particular industry. And again, much like 5G, it will continue to grow and it will need to be maintained. And it's a skill that, let's face it, our fathers and grandfathers didn't have. Our fathers and grandfathers were not solar uh, installers. It wasn't something that existed as a large part of our por portfolio of energy production. So a new generation of talent is coming up and solar uh, technicians are among those. Um, and uh, there are great training opportunities to be involved in that as well. Well, for sure in Ohio, it's a brand new career pathway and we're really looking forward to it as a labor's union to be involved in all of the solar and wind projects. Do you believe that solar and wind farms will expand to every county in Ohio? Is there a place for it in every county? Well, that's a great question. I think it'll look different in different places. Uh, it also is it depends on the receptivity of the community. Uh, I've, there are counties in Ohio, like I was just in Paulding County this week. Paulding County, you know, they embrace wind and solar there. And it's been great for their schools. It's created a lot of revenue for the property owners and, and they embrace it. And you can also go to other counties in the state and they don't want it. Um, and so you're going to see it pop up some places and less than others. Uh, you're going to see it. You're going to see wind embraced in some places, solar in others. You're going to see more urban settings. So one of the things, one of the, if you ever go out to the J.P. Morgan Chase building and uh, out by Polaris in Columbus, you'll see that they have solar up over their um, parking lot, uh, and so you're going to have solar in urban settings like that. So you're going to see it in a variety of different ways manifest. It's a growing sector, and every time you build something, it needs to be maintained, uh, and and there's infrastructure that needs to go along with it. So, yes. um, I mean, you just think of what we've talked about here. Roads and bridges, a lot of new investment at the state and federal level on that. 5G and high-speed internet infrastructure, solar, wind, uh, con huge construction projects like uh, Intel building new facilities, a lot of new high-tech manufacturing facilities going up that also need to be built and have infrastructure around it. There are, this is, the future is bright for laborers and apprentices and people that want to get involved in, in these different sectors. I couldn't agree more. I noticed also on the website, there was a top jobs list and I was really interested in this list, especially in the construction industry, that construction laborers, I think for the last 15 years, have always been number one 
on the in-demand jobs list. Can you elaborate or explain how that list is put together? Well, we have the in-demand jobs list uh, largely comes to us from employers who say we need we need people. Like a survey or Yeah, it's a survey. We send it out. It, it you know, it, we don't we are limited in terms of its accuracy based on the number of who who responds. So, but I can tell you that laborers are high on the list, construction is high on the list. Uh, but it but I you know, everything's high on the list right yeah. now. Yes. Uh, because there we're creating jobs faster than we could find people to fill them. And and so I, I say that there's never been a better time to to look for a job than now in my lifetime I can think of. Yeah, especially in the construction industry for sure. You know, on that top ten list or the, or the the list of top ten construction trades, I I believe construction labors touches five or six of those top tens. For example, number three is plumbing and pipe fitting. And as a construction laborer, we install all underground utilities across Ohio outside the building or foundation. So there's probably 600,000 miles of water, storm, sanitary, and gas. It crisscrosses Ohio. And as a construction laborer, we install those utilities up until the building foundation. And then we turn that work over to the plumbers or pipe fitters. And I even noticed um, number seven on the list was concrete finishers. And I think about what the work we do as construction laborers in that sector that we prepare uh, the surface to pour the concrete. We also pour the concrete, place the concrete, and then the finishers use their trowels to smooth it out and put a, a finished topping or coat on it. Um, I also noticed number 10 on the list was bricklayers. And I think about the role that construction laborers have in brick lane and block lane that, again, it's another touch point to that sector that we build all the scaffolding, we operate yeah. the equipment, we mix the mortar, we keep the job going for the brick layers and block layers. So I just found that report fascinating. It's a collaborative effort. It sure is. And how many places and how valuable constru union construction laborers are on, in an, on construction yeah. projects and for Ohio's economy. Yeah. And I want to I share a story with you because – Please. When we announced that Intel was going to come to Ohio, their CEO said, he said, well, if there's a, a concrete truck in the state of Ohio that's not working for me, I want to know where they are. Yeah. And, and he literally said that, I mean, this is a construction project that could go on fifth, for 15 years. Like there are people that could go there and almost work their entire career at one site because there's going to be that much construction going on there for that long. And so if, you know, if you're looking, I don't, I say that because sometimes people are looking for stability and I think that laborers, people in construction and, 
and the like, that there's a lot of stability in Ohio because you're seeing, because that's happening and you're seeing companies that maybe that had manufacturing facilities that built one type of product, you know, like they were building engines and engines and transmissions. Well, now they're going to be building battery battery packs and electric motors and things like that. And so you're going to see a lot of these new facilities built, which is going to be requiring a lot of laborers. Absolutely. That's incredible and great news for our industry. I wanted to touch base on veterans in Ohio. Many veterans in Ohio are underemployed. I I know that's a, a number one initiative for the governor and for you as well. How can we help as a construction laborers union recruit and bring in other veterans who are unemployed? How can we bring them into the fold? Yeah. Do you have any suggestions on that? Well, well, there are about 750,000 veterans that call Ohio home. And uh, one of the things that we're doing to help them is that if they go to ohiomeansjobs.com, uh, we serve veterans first. You'll see that there are employers on there who are who do veteran preferences. Thank you for doing uh, that. Yeah. And, and, and we think that's good because when, when we want to be the most military friendly state in the nation uh, and not, you know, for those who are on active duty, for the families that are on active duty, but not just when you're in service, when you, when you retire, uh, we want you to have opportunities to come to work here. If you leave the military, we want you to work here. By the way, military pensions are not taxed in Ohio. So it's another thing that we do to help um, military members. Uh, Apprentice Ohio also is very veteran friendly. So if you want an apprenticeship, there's some more, um, you know, a lot of work done there to tr- try to create that, that warm handoff with veterans and connecting them to apprenticeship opportunities. Um, but it, it is, uh, employers love the work ethic of veterans. Oh, yeah, we do too. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And so it's, it's big. Uh, probably a month ago, we collaborated with the state of Ohio and, and the veterans department. We traveled down to Fort Campbell, Kentucky, and uh, we set up a shop or booth in to talk and speak with transitioning veterans that were coming back to Ohio. And I can't tell you how much I, I appreciated that in our apprenticeship and training program. It was a wonderful event. Uh, we received many applications and follow-up phone calls and emails um, from those Army, active Army um, members that were soon leaving the military. So we're really looking forward to doing more initiatives with the state of Ohio and recruitment and outreach events. So I I had one more question for you. What is the one initiative regarding the workforce transformation? What is the one initiative you're most proud of that creates good paying jobs for Ohioans? Well, it's, it's a great question. I don't know if I can point to one, um, I love what we're doing with apprenticeships. Ohio is third in the nation with with the number of registered apprenticeships and the people participating in. So I'm, I'm real proud of that. Great news. I'm real proud of what we're doing to increase the number of students who are coming out of our career or high school career centers. Uh, we're seeing increased enrollment there so that more students are graduating job ready. 
uh, and doing pre-apprenticeship programs there. I'm real proud of some of the things we're doing with the workforce with TechCred and IMAP that allows adults to uh, have access to continuing education and, and job training. Um, th those are all important, but, but it's, um, we're trying to touch everybody where they live, you know, wherever you need it. If there's a barrier in your life, we want to knock it down and get you to work. Great news. Uh, I, I, I tell you this, I value, I value a work ethic more than anything in any other, almost any other characteristic, integrity in a work ethic. If you have integrity in a work ethic, you can have a very good life. And, and for everybody that has integrity and a work ethic, we want to help them. And we want to knock down the barriers. We want to make sure they're earning good, good wages, that they have access to health care and benefits and the things that good, hardworking people deserve. Uh, and we need to get people off the sidelines who aren't working and get them into one of these great jobs and, uh, and uh, help them live their version of the American dream and and, uh, and by the way, while we're talking about working folks, I did a little thing with the earlier to remind people when they're in construction zones and people and, and they're out traveling our highways, be careful because that's somebody's son or daughter or mom and dad working out there. Uh, slow down, pay attention, uh, make sure we're keeping the, the working men and women of Ohio safe. Uh, out there uh, as they're uh, working to, to build our infrastructure. Thank you for sharing that reminder for all Ohioans. In closing, Lieutenant Governor, I just wanted to say thank you so much for participating in today's show. But would you like to plug uh, the fifth annual, upcoming fifth annual In Demands Jobs Week? Would you like to say anything more on that upcoming week? Yeah. Look, we put that list together to help people to help them navigate what's going on in the world of work. And when you look at that list, you can find something that's there for you uh, or your son or your daughter or somebody you care about. Go to go to, to uh, the in-demand jobs week list. Look for in-demand jobs in Ohio. You can find it at ohiomeansjobs.com. You can find it at topjobs.ohio.gov. Uh, all of those places you can see what the in-demand jobs list is. And there's something there for you. And, and if you don't have the right kinds of skills, well, then there's an apprenticeship for you where you can get them. Or there's a job training program where you can earn those skills. And, um, it, it, and there's no reason uh, for anybody to be stuck in a job they don't enjoy. Uh, let's find one for you that you do enjoy, that, that you can earn a good living and take care of yourself and your family and and that's what In Demand Jobs Week is about, is about helping people navigate this complicated life and getting them connected to a career that they will find meaningful, purposeful, and uh, give them a good quality of life. I couldn't agree any, any more than that. Thank you for, for sharing that additional information. And again, thank you so much for agreeing to be part of today's show. I look forward to doing these types of uh, programs uh, with you in the future, if you wouldn't mind. Absolutely. Thanks for the opportunity. Thank you so much and have a great day. Well, now you're up to date. Views and comments expressed on this podcast may not be those of Ohio Labor's District Council or LIUNA. Thanks for listening and let's be careful out there.